What do I say? Hey guys, uh, welcome to On The DL and this is episode three. <laughs> hey guys, welcome to On The DL and this is episode three. Thank you. <laughs> I shall leave now. <laughs> Thanks, Bryony. I'm, I'm, I'm not qualified. <laughs> she's pretty fabulous, but <laughs> yeah, she's pretty good. She's not too bad, not too shabby. I hear she's okay at powerlifting. Yeah, she's know. kind of strong. I've yeah, heard. Kind of, kind of. You know, you guys can watch her in the background wrapping out eighty. Yeah. But you know. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Welcome, guys. Um, Dakota. Land. <laughs> and uh, today we want to cover accountability from the coach's perspective and the client's perspective. And now I just want to say that this is not to name and shame uh, any coaches or anything like that. Not meant to insult anyone, more so just kind of covering the topic. Yeah, understanding what we've seen in our experience yeah. and what we've seen works and maybe some things that are potentially detrimental depending mm-hmm. on the client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, accountability is really good when it is needed. I think a lot of people need that accountability for the motivation. Uh, They need someone to answer to. Uh, They need someone to stay on their back and say, okay, like this, how did you go? Constantly checking in. Some people need it, some people don't. Uh, Some people need it quite a lot and some people only need a little bit. Um, And I (laughs) I think it can be good, but I also think it can be turned into a negative if taken too far absolutely yeah i agree i think Mm. you know there's so many different forms of accountability right Mm -hmm. so you've got your weekly calls you've got your uh, checklists tracking sheets Mm. you've got um daily scale weight my fitness pal if you use it that's it there's like 101 different ways to Mm. do accountability Mm. and i think kind of what our point is going to be today is pick the type of accountability that's suitable to the client mm-hmm. and suitable for the coach as well right mm-hmm. like you know you and I track fairly differently mm-hmm. um, but I understand how you do it you understand how I do it and I can see the value in the way you do it and yeah. vice versa mm-hmm. so it's not that I don't like the way Dak tracks or vice versa we just do it differently yeah. and that's okay yeah. <laughs> so when we're talking about forms of accountability talk through how you go about deciding what to do with what clients so you know uh, every client being different and depending on where they're at so you know um, you can have monthly check-ins you can have weekly check-ins you can have face-to-face check-ins you can have video call check-ins you can just have a phone call or just a text uh, it depends on the person some people don't like to have that phone conversation some people don't like to speak on camera some people like to just text uh, some people need a lot of accountability in terms of quite a lot of details like uh, you know uh, if somebody's going through okay I need to drink less alcohol then yeah. you're obviously going to take uh, more consideration on okay like how can we stop that or you know more so um, if people need control and more so okay have you been compliant how many days have you been compliant like let's kind of break down why you haven't been compliant yeah. so like that's it but it's it's different for everyone it's it's dependent on uh what the person needs um and you know ways like some people don't need to stay compliant mm. so it's like well maybe they just need a little bit less yeah but it's i mean everyone's different like i mean like how you know uh, i know that there's that um the app that yes. you yeah. that um, i yeah. stole off of you um <laughs> 
Look, and to be great. honest, I didn't create it, guys. But <laughs> I'm sure she created it. Uh, that, and that's great. You know, like that's, uh, you know, I have clients who go away on a holiday and I'm not yes. going to ask them to stay on, on track or stay 100% My because pal I wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> enter everything in. Take an hour from your holiday and enter everything in. No, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to do that. So and it immediately impacts how much you enjoy your exactly. holiday, right? Exactly. Whereas the eight app works by just Super snapping simple. a photo, right? Yeah. So you snap a photo if you've done something that you know is particularly bad so if you've gone out and done a little bit Mm -hmm. of a binge it gives Mm -hmm. you the opportunity to say why you did it Mm. um how you felt after you did it but like me i think you don't make your clients fill that in every time it's more Mm -hmm. just when they've made a choice that they know is detrimental or that they know is not going to service them we get them to fill that information out Mm. so that they can see patterns of behavior yeah it's really just recognize it so that you can address it yeah. right so it's, yeah it's interesting because most of the time my forms of accountability is actually forcing people to go have a meal that they don't want to yes. or like go go have like i have one client who wanted to bring um her her uh, packaged breakfast to a breakfast date and i'm like yeah. okay the, the form of accountability is I need you to go have breakfast yeah. and enjoy it and be okay with it. Yeah. Like that's what I'm finding is yeah. I'm trying to get people to relax a little bit. Because I don't know if you found this, but mm. since bodybuilding became a really big thing in mm. Australia, it's like the average person thinks they have to eat like a bodybuilder mm. to achieve a decent physique. Mm. That's a real problem because mm. there's a reason that a bodybuilding season is short right like Mm. they'll usually prep for 12 to 20 weeks Mm. right and they can maintain it for that period of time because there's an end game there's something that they're trying Mm. to achieve and when they achieve it they know that they can go back to some level of normality Mm. bodybuilders know that they have to take you know they might have to take their brunch to a brunch date Mm. but it's for those 12 to 20 weeks not for the next 10 years So it's like all of these things that used to be just applicable in bodybuilding mm. have seeped in to the average everyday person mm. where they're just not necessary, guys. Like, you, if you're really that worried, order poached eggs with spinach and mushrooms yeah. <laughs> and you're not going to go too far off track, right? And mm. then you can at least enjoy the social aspect of it. Mm. There's better ways to approach these things and I think one of the things that you mentioned Mm. gets you fearful sometimes about Mm. the way um, some people approach tracking accountability Mm -hmm. is that it can get to a point where it's so excessive that it almost it almost pushes you towards eating disorder behaviors or disordered eating patterns right Mm. and that's huge Mm. that's you know the opposite of what every coach is trying to achieve I think any coach even the ones that do do these forms of Mm. tracking I don't think their intention is ever to create an eating disorder but it truly can you know if you create a situation where if your daily scale weight goes up for a second Mm. your coach is telling you that you've done something wrong da 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 you've gone off plan then Mm. like of course it's going to it's Mm. going to create these negative food behaviors these relationships Mm. with Mm -hmm. food where food starts falling into a good or a bad category (laughs) instead of a every day and sometimes Mm. (laughs) Mm. like i've heard i've heard coaches drop clients because they were non-compliant 
Oh, God. Like, that's crazy. Well, like, isn't it our job to help them become? If you want to kill someone's, <laughs> if you want to kill someone's trust, yeah. do that. Yeah. Do, like, that's, that's a whole other level of yeah. crazy. I think we've definitely both experienced where clients are dishonest. And for us, that's mm. much more of a problem, isn't it? But we it? know. Yeah. We know. <laughs> You can't lie. <laughs> and if you're dishonest, all you're doing is a disservice to yourself yeah. and to your coach because your coach can't help you if you're not telling them mm. what difficulties you're facing. Yeah. So from an accountability perspective, mm. so I personally will either use weekly phone calls for mm. clients who prefer it that way, mm. um, tracking checklists mm-hmm. for a lot of my on- online clients. Mm. Um, they find that. It's useful because it both tracks the data, but it tracks also, you know, changes in energy levels. It it tracks the positives that you've done, not just the negatives. So it gets to show you, okay, this whole week I ate really, really well. And regardless of my scale weight, so yep, it's done what it's done. I hit my water intake i trained really well my training adherence was up i attended every mm. session dun, dun, dun. so you've not only got the metrics but you've got all of this positive environmental feedback that's you mm. know supporting you to keep driving forward yeah <laughs> then i also do body fat analysis i don't really do progress pictures i mm-hmm. never have i'm not mm. really sure why <laughs> <laughs> it was just never my go-to. Mm. I think because a lot of people are self-conscious and not everyone's super comfortable with getting mm. down into their bra and undies and taking photos. And mm. because I have the benefit of seeing all, almost all of my clients yeah. in person, I can do the body fat analysis and it makes it easier for me. On top of that, the body fat analysis tells me other things as well. So sort of mm. some health concerns, mm-hmm. yada, yada, yada. So I can use that data to get better results for the clients mm. so those are the methods that i usually mm. use you mentioned the eight app which yeah <laughs> yeah the really eight app's really good just for a less uh i guess obsessive approach definitely like a little bit more casual yeah. um i like photos for my you know majority of my clients are not even in victoria so yeah. um i like photos more so to see you know uh where they're holding weight um mm-hmm. and uh you know most of my clients do train and are power lifters so obviously muscle mass is a concern um so you know uh, scale weight doesn't even begin to show any of that so it's the photos for me are really good to show the changes that the scale doesn't show it's also great Mm. for longer term Mm. feedback because short-term feedback just doesn't tell you a huge amount in a Mm. week you're not gonna see noticeable differences Mm. in the mirror Mm. but over an eight-week period yeah you're most likely gonna see some great change Mm. so having those photos and being able to sort of say to somebody who sends you their weekly check-in what you've done this is where you started yeah this is where you are now because we've all done it where we've taken progress photos or measurements Mm -hmm. and it hasn't changed a lot in a week or two weeks and then we get down on ourselves (laughs) and then when you look back at where you started it's like oh actually yeah i find that like when you lose all the weight it's like you you kind of feel like you've just been there the whole time yeah like you forget that you were like you forget that you lost five kilos or you forget that you were a little bit fatter and you're like but i've just looked like this for the entire time nothing has changed exactly and you're like wow i used to look like that wow and you have to do that from time to time you have to go back because you have to appreciate what you've been able to do and what you've been able to achieve if you can't do that what was the point in any of it in the first place so 
What forms of tracking have you seen people use that have caused issues for your clients? So I know you've had a few clients that Mm. have come in with disordered eating patterns Mm -hmm. and they've said that they feel it was triggered by certain things Mm. that an old coach has done, da-da-da-da-da. What sort of things have you seen? So I've seen... Seen a, unfortunately, I've seen a lot. Um, some of the main ones that I've seen pop up a little bit more than not is uh, quite restrictive, quite restrictive diets in terms of you can only eat these five vegetables, you can't eat carbohydrates, you can't eat, uh, you know, you can't eat past this time, you can yeah. only eat this list of foods, and then we'll see how you go, and maybe we can introduce some. So one one example um, is you know just really way too restrictive for you know obviously if you've got health concerns if there are certain goals and some foods that you can't eat like gluten dairy you know it could be anything intolerances and allergies is not what we're talking about here right (laughs) but like i i just don't see the point yeah because you know she you know it's she can lose the weight with all of those foods yeah so uh that that what that's what kills me when they're just overly restrictive for no reason and then it kind of sets the client up to fail because nobody's going to stick to that no no one that i'm telling you right now that a lot of that has come out of the bodybuilding industry and not i was a bodybuilding coach for 10 years guys so nothing against the bodybuilding industry it's just that you know if you look at traditional old school bodybuilding diets Mm. it was always chicken brown rice and broccoli or chicken brown rice and green beans Mm -hmm. or something along those lines So because people got such great results with those Mm -hmm. foods, now we tend to sort of apply it in Mm. situations where it doesn't need to be applied and that Mm. does become an issue. Mm. Also, it it sort of teaches you that the more you remove, the better the results you'll Mm. get, Mm. which is not true. But when you've been through that experience, it starts to become very true for you. Mm. Another thing that some coaches will do is if you do gain over that period of a week, Mm. they'll remove your carbohydrates Mm -hmm. for a period of time or something along those lines, which again reinforces this idea that carbs are bad. Mm -hmm. um, And if you remove them, they're going to... And a week is nothing. A week of fluctuation is nothing. Absolutely. Think about menstrual cycles. Think about all the things that Stress, could potentially affect everything. it. Salt. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> a little yeah. bit too much tamari that week, mm. you know. There's all yeah. sorts of things that can fluctuate it. But mm. if the accountability side of things is you tell your coach this and your coach responds with that, you're going to start, one, either fibbing mm. because you don't want that repercussions <laughs> yeah <laughs> or you're going to start eliminating those things yourself mm. when you feel like it's necessary mm. which again screws up the system anyway so you know if you're if you feel that your coach is going to remove your carbohydrates if your scale weight has gone up you're not going to wait for your coach to tell you that no. the next time you're mm. just going to remove it so mm. that you don't have to have that discussion and so that your scale weight comes back down and that, I mean, that's a great segue to, you know, one of the other issues that I've found is that um, some coaches can kind of take the accountability too far. So um, I think I think creating or helping the client create good habits um, is really good. And I think being there for the support um, and for the accountability is really good. But if you're there every single moment of every single time they fuck up uh, or it's like you know you you go out for dinner and you know i ate a little bit over and the person is there like the, if you're if you're there too much 
what happens what happens when the client needs to stop or what happens when you're not there yeah where's the independence what are they learning yes because they're basically just doing as they're told as a coach you should be wanting to educate your clients not just to tell them what to do every every day Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when you teach someone how to squat you're not assuming that every squat they're going to do for the rest of their lives is going to be in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> so they need to actually learn the technique. They need mm-hmm. to learn the movement pattern. Same with nutrition. Mm-hmm. If you can explain to your client why they're only allowed to have that one vegetable, <laughs> I would be very impressed. Like I'd be very, very intrigued to hear that explanation. But this is the problem. People don't ask a lot of questions. Either it goes one extreme or the other. Yeah. Either people are really... Um, they question everything so much that there's no real trust. Yes. <laughs> or they don't question anything and then they don't learn anything. Yeah. If your coach is asking you to do something and you're unsure as to why your coach is asking ask. you to do it, ask them. Mm. You know, nine times out of ten they'll have an answer for you mm. and the one time out of ten that they don't, they'll find out because they've heard it somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And now they've just got to go and figure out where they heard it or why they're applying it mm. because they probably did research it at some point. Mm. But over the years, you, you remember the theories. Yeah. You don't remember you, every Yeah, you remember thing. some of it, but not like the stuff that you don't need to know. You remember the little things. Exactly right. Yeah. So it's all, you know, you got to bring it back to understanding and application, understanding and application, mm. because then when you're not with your coach anymore, you can go off and make better choices, mm. you know? Don't, yeah, don't fall into that trap, which is both-sided. Mm. We're not saying it's just the coach either here, because yeah. you have to be responsible for asking the questions. 100%. 100%. <laughs> yeah. But don't fall into that trap where it is just literally, okay, if it's written down, that's what I'll do. Mm. You want to understand it. You want to yeah. understand why you're doing what you're doing yeah. um, so that you can continue to make better decisions yeah. in the rest of your life. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think definitely, you know, accountability is needed as long as it's not taken too far. Yeah. You know, the, the, at the end of the day, a client can reach their goals without being 100% perfect and you can't uh, treat a client like they have to be. Yeah. They, nobody is. In terms of business, it's like being a micromanager. Yeah. doesn't actually help anyone. means you end up doing more work the client the, the staff don't feel respected you know there's all these sorts of negative feedback mm. from it so micromanagement doesn't help anybody you know the person mm. who's micromanaging feels really important and very you know uh, like they're powerful for five minutes mm. but it doesn't actually serve anybody's purpose yeah you know yeah. it probably comes from a, a some form of insecurity mm. where they need to have control over it all but we got to get away from that really yeah. gotta get away from that i think i think accountability is an awesome tool but if you're having a panic attack when your coach doesn't reply then there's something that needs to change yeah. you know coaches are there to obviously assist you and help you to get to your goal but you know you're you're an adult yeah like you know when they educate learn. and support not yeah. babysit yes 100 yeah. 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 i'm each, i ain't your mama i'm <laughs> <laughs> apparently around here i've got the nickname auntie land so i'm not oh, i'm not so far that. off <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. <laughs> All right, I reckon we should wrap yes, it up. Yeah, here. I guess let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. We can't Thank wait to you. see you again. See you soon. <laughs>